you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. All right, we're back. Life After Addiction. Bruce Stanley. Yes, sir. And I'm Adam Comer. Today, guys, we're going to talk about just the process that we've been in for over a year. Uh, and you've heard us hint at it on some of the episodes, but uh, maybe a year ago to the day. I don't. I, that's probably not accurate. But October, November of 2018, we had a vision cast retreat, and we started talking about God. What do you want us to do in 2019? And just man, the story's awesome. We were. Um, we talked about this before about revival and these kind of things. And one of the things that we felt God was leading us towards as a ministry, as an organization, is S2L. Leaders of S2L, you guys need to go towards becoming medically licensed by the state and be able to accept insurance so you can help more people and broaden your platform and potentially who knows where this thing is going. Well, this has been a journey. And I'll be honest with you, Bruce, man, there was a lot of fear early on and leading up to the year. We've always, there was always just fear of we can't do that because we can't talk about Jesus. And I want to read a scripture and then I want to hand it over to you. Um, here's Joshua chapter one, verses eight and nine. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. So we started to, okay, God, you're telling us to do this. We don't think we could, we're never going to stop talking about freedom in Christ, but you're calling us to do this. How are we going to do this? And so we we hired a guy who was uh, um, going to show us a process, and and we entered into it about a year ago, October, November, two thousand eighteen, and it's been a journey. Bruce, tell us where, tell the people where we are today with this process of licensure towards the as we're here at the end of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I'd be glad to. I mean, gosh, the last time we our last episode was back in April or May or something like that, and and what has happened over the course of uh, the time to today in October, you know, man, it's just, it's mind boggling really. So I'm yeah. going to do my best to try to encapsulate it, but yeah, uh, you're going to talk about some of the obstacles we went through. And so I won't steal your thunder on that because the man you just mentioned, you know, ended up not being the guy that we that we went with. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So there was an obstacle in that right from the beginning. So uh, it has definitely been a challenge. That's for sure. Uh, but what I want to talk about is Man, the accomplishments that that God has provided for our ministry mm. in the process of having courage and doing this, uh, knowing that God told us to do it, even though we we were definitely concerned uh, about what we would get out of it. So, gosh, man, where do I start? Um, so, I'm just going to fast forward to the 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 part where you know, obviously, there's a lot of things that you have to do yeah. in compliance to policies and procedures and things to to be licensed by the state to be an organization. So a lot of that had to do with our facility. Surprisingly, and we were told this by a lot of people who came to look at us, was that a lot of the things we were doing already in terms of procedures and policies right. were, were already at licensure par, which is a good feeling, you know, because 
way back when, three years ago, we, we made this promise that we were going to, you know, make things righteous and, and we were going to operate the way we felt like God wanted us to, whether we were asked to or not, or anybody was looking, you know? That's right. And, um, some of the first inspections, you know, coming out there and into this process, people say, wow, you're, <laughs> you're already doing the majority of what it, it needs to, you know, you just need to get these things looking like this and, and, um, you know, crossing the I's and dotting or dotting the I's and yeah. crossing the T's. Right? Well, well, for example, and then, but for example, it's not the things that have been this huge process have not been like things that we were doing that were negligent, but they're things that the state requires that like tedious things like, hey, do you have a thermometer in your fridge? And then it, are you checking it off with a check sheet three times a day? And are you illuminating signs? Do you have doorstop? Like all of these things mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think, not like negligent on how we're providing service in our, in our facility, but these just massive things. Yeah. So I just want to list a few of them. Uh, and so some of the big things that we had to overcome were, I think the biggest thing that we were mostly concerned about is finding clinicians and yeah. doctors that we could hire that were going to have the same DNA that we have. That's right. Meaning believers in Christ standing for the um, the worldview of, of God uh, and yet um, – utilizing medicine and clinical practices that wouldn't deviate from that, but that would um, uh, come alongside that and and complement it uh, all from the perspective of the healing of Christ. Yeah. And, uh, and man, we've done that. And surprisingly, it was the first two people that God sent us. Mm. Like we already like planned, okay, we're, this is going to be a long process. We're going to interview a lot of people and we put the feelers out there and did the ads. And, uh, but the first two interviews we had, we were, those are the two people we hired, you know, the doctor and the clinician. Yeah. And man, what a blessing they have been. And I want to talk about the fruit of that and, and, and just a bit later, but one other thing we had to do is, you know, for, for, the, for those who don't know, our ministry is, it's kind of like a cabin in the woods, really. We're on top of Short Mountain in Middle Tennessee, uh, five acres surrounded by nothing but woods and, and a, a few neighbors. But uh, it, it is kind of like a, a hunting, you know, lodge. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we call it the lodge. And uh, it, it houses about 20 guys, uh, 25 if you include staff. And, um, and we've turned it into this facility, you know. Uh, so they've come in and they said, well, if you're going to be a residential facility, you know, you're going to have to get um, some safety standards up to measure um, this being a residential house. You know, you've got to get it up to par. And one of the biggest things was uh, getting uh, a sprinkler system yeah. put in the house to meet fire codes of of fire safety and that kind of thing. And, man, these things come with large dollar signs. Um, we're not talking about hey, I just know a guy who knows a guy who can come in and hook us up with some, some you know, piping and get some sprinklers. But, you know, this, this all has to be done through the, the fire safety committee, the fire department, you know, it has to be code. And, and it costs a lot of money yeah. to do this. And we've got three floors on our, our facility. Uh, and, Man, we 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 got that done. In fact, that was just finished like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, Adam, you can tell some of the hurdles we had to go through with that. But we've gotten that done, and uh, 
you know, just there's a there's a list of things that uh, myself and the director of operations, Justin, have had to meticulously go through and and develop these things. And even the things that we were already doing, we had to uh, systematically create um, policy paperwork for it to to build all the stuff into it. And uh, man, God has just time and time and time again helped us get over these hurdles, get us. And, and we're like, we're on the, the goal line, you know, we're like first in, ten, first in goal, right? And, yeah. and we, we've got about four plays to, to get inside the goal line, and we will, we will. And, and my hope is that, and I know your hope is too, that it will still be this year. That was our goal last year at the Vision Cast, is this year we will we will be licensed. And I I feel like we're, we're right there. We've just got a, a few things left to do before our first inspection, and and then we'll be licensed. Yeah, and just just to kind of say this as a as a overarching thought, our goal in getting licensed wasn't to make more money. Our goal Absolutely. was because our experience has shown us that all the people who call us, right, we're a, 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 a private pay facility. I mean, it's it's out of pocket. Yeah, there's there's no insurance involved and. Although we're we're thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, uh, more affordable than other uh, facilities, it's still a cost, you know. Yeah, but, we're about a third of the cost, yeah. and we give about a third more. We get about a third more time than most places do. Yeah, and you know, just to shatter people's thoughts about nonprofits, I mean, it still takes money to run a facility, and uh, we don't get a lot of donations, and you know, we we definitely don't get government funding. And, and these types of things. And so we, our thought was, hey, if we can make it easier for guys to get in this program, that, that was our ultimate goal, That's was right. getting a license. And we, we, although our fears were there, uh, we did believe, because God creates science, God creates medicine, you know, that there, there could be a way with the right people to offer something that we weren't offering in mental illness and, and uh, not having to send people out to third parties which was what we were doing right for dual diagnosis for yeah. for treatment and and these kinds of things and that with a clinician we could bring people in and and get assessments done you know aside from our abilities that God has given us as pastors and counselors to assess people on their needs and what they need spiritually and these kind of things but to to get you know an assessment done from a clinical point of view and even diagnosis if 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 necessary but then also a treatment plan that included not only counseling sessions with a therapist, but also, you know, what we were already doing and, and just kind of encapsulating this whole big picture of what that could look like to even, you know, better what we were doing already. Yeah. And, uh, man, the fruit of that, because we hired these, uh, these doctors and clinicians uh, back in August. And, and so here we are in October and and the feedback and and just the, the 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 evidence of what we've seen in that has just been amazing. Yeah, and get into that here in just a minute. But let me just let me just paint the picture, uh, the journey for those who are listening. We have this call. We we <laughs> boldly but very God, you're gonna have to show up, walk into this. And early on, it's just like boom, a stack, a thick four inch. Seems like four inch stack of just 
things get dropped down. Here's what you need to do. Here's the policies. And I'm talking about we had to create policies for the silliest of things all the way up to the very important things. And then very detailed describe every single position available. And this seems like, hey, this is good. And it is good. But for a nonprofit who's been just Man, we all wear so many hats and we're just marching and we're in the trenches with these guys. Man, it, it seemed like, gosh. And so we just started peeling away. Yeah. And even with that, a small staff and, and guys who have come through the program and become staff members and through everybody's own life experiences, you know, and God's uh, talents that he's blessed us all with, we've been able to. To, you know, decipher this stuff and yeah. go through it meticulously and figure out, you know, with the help of this man that you'll be talking about who who kind of guided us. Well, yeah, just uh, along just, the way, but just a guy that has has come along us. He's he's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a um, consultant. Uh, consultant. And so we've gotten that. So we've marched through that, peeled that away. We have all of these incredible. We have incredible policies and procedures now at S2L. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, hey. You're almost there. You're almost there. Have the fire marshal, the state fire marshal come out and just everything's meticulous. And he comes out. We pass the fire inspection. And then guess what? We get an email. Hey, um, we actually classified you guys wrong. Here's your new classification, which at that point in time, we were like, okay, we're about to be licensed next week. We just did everything asked of us. We just passed this. We're about to have a license. And we've already hired the people that we need to hire, the, the clinician, the doctor that you're going to talk about here in a little bit. But we've, we're doing it. And guess what? The new classification, Bruce, says we have to have a sprinkler system. <laughs> and what a mountain that was as we researched it and we started to see how much this was going to cost on top of the salary. And this is just, guys, this is just from an operations thing. We had to add salaries of a doctor and a licensed clinician. And, man, we're still the same place we were. Yeah. And all of a sudden we see this mountain of what we're going to do. And God just opened doors. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I was on the phone the next day talking with the former state of Tennessee fire marshal, the highest ranking fire worker in the state. He was he was put in by the governor. I was on the phone with him. And what did he do? Man, he started giving me resources to call and contact. And next thing we know, we've got people on the phone and it is going to cost us a fraction of the cost. And man, that work is completely done on Tuesday, which by the time this podcast comes out, we have an opera of functioning Sprinkler system, boom, obstacle. Hey, all right, let's rewind. How are we going to afford to put two new people on our payroll and the, a doctor, much less, and a clinician? And all of a sudden, God calls partners of the ministry to come together and help us. And then we have this beautiful banquet that we had no clue what we were doing. I'm not a banquet. You're not a banquet mm -hmm. organizer. And and we had some people come together and, and be on our team of, of uh, planning committee and we had our very first banquet this year. And, and, um, it was a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser. And we had uh, Dr. Monty Burks come out. We had music. We had, uh, we had it catered. And we were just like, all right, we don't know how many people are going to show up. And then all of a sudden, it starts filling up and filling up. And we have to start adding chairs and adding tables. And it was just a beautiful night. Uh, for the ministry, and we raised funds to help us along in this process. It's like over 200 people showed up. Yeah, and we were like, I don't know. We're, we'll be. I, my goal early on was if 100 people show up, man, that's a success. And we're just marching through this process, these policies, these hires, these mountains of things that coming in, you can't be. And like Bruce said, we're, we are 
Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, we have a license. If not, our hope is by the end of the year. Uh, but we are so close. And Bruce, tell them about just tell them our fear of adding the clinical and medical and not being able to tell talk about Jesus. Tell them about the absolute beautiful fruit it has been of adding these professions and these people who are trained and meshing them with our freedom in Christ growth message. Tell them what the fruit that we've seen, man, and yeah, like how absolutely. incredible it is. Well, first of all, I want to say is that it wasn't just our fears that we didn't think this could be done. Yeah, we were it, told. It's the industry. Yeah. Like the industry says, this can't be done. This is not possible. Um, we, so we're we're pioneering uh, a new path in addiction recovery by going this route, yeah. uh, you know, marrying our Christian faith with and that's with our curriculum, which we've talked about before, that isn't a traditional modality, uh, with this, these doctors and clinicians that would come alongside us and, and help us get licensed. And I just want to pull out a verse here from Habakkuk 1.5 that says, Look at the nations and watch, and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that would not you would not believe, even if you were told. Wow. And of course, we know he's talking about Christ. But at the same time, God, God is capable of doing anything, and we put our trust in Him like we always do. And you know, we're we're human, and there's been some times where we're just kind of like cringing, go, man, this I don't know if this is going to work, but we just keep forging uh, forward, and, yeah. and God keeps in making these things. And just to talk about the banquet, the money that we raised there allowed us to pay for the sprinkler system, yeah, and and some other things that we we had to get done, which was such a huge blessing because, you know, there have been days, Adam, and you know this, you've been at the ministry longer than I have, where, man, as a nonprofit, there's some times where you're like, wow, you know, are we going to be able to pay the bills this this yeah. month, you know? And, we've gone without paychecks. Yeah. We've had most, the, of, most of our guys have. Yeah. Let me so, add something, though, as you proceed, because it's very important, and, I, and you hit the pioneering the new path. And we're not just saying this, but we've we've looked into it, and people in the industry have told us, what we're doing here uh, is very, very unique. I haven't heard of it. Now, Bruce said our Christian faith, and you'll hear faith-based, and oh, this model's been done. We're not just talking about—we're talking about our unique Christ-centered approach with our curriculum, Lost and Found, Recovery in Christ, that we're saying there's freedom in Christ from addiction and marrying that. That's the uniqueness, and we're not compromising that. And— that's what's so unique. That's pioneering this path that we know works and marrying it with clinicians and doctors. Yeah. So God blessed us with a man and a woman who we hired in, on August 1st of this year. Uh, the woman, and I think I can say their names. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, it's on the website. Brianna a, Hardiman, yeah. who some people might know who she is. She's actually a, a, a well-known uh, folk singer and songwriter yeah. in, yeah. in the Nashville area. Uh, but she's also a licensed clinician. And yeah. she came on board, and she's there at the ministry uh, five days a week. Uh, and she spends her entire time there counseling our men. Yeah. And what happens in that process is when the guy comes in as an intake and through admissions, uh, within the first or second day, she's sitting down with them and doing what we call an assessment. And that assessment is to figure out, you know, where they're at, what's happened to them in life, you know, how did they get here? And like we always do, Adam, is we're, we're not 
interested in the surface level, okay, you're an addict, you know, yeah. we're always trying to get to the root of these things. Being, being addicted is a symptom of a, a bigger ca- a cause, you know, that's the sound down there. We're always deeply trying to get into the, uh, th- those things. And so she goes through an assessment, which then gets put into our, our medical reporting system, uh, which we use everything we do from classes to counseling sessions to groups and, it all gets documented and into this reporting system, and that gives the coach who has been assigned to that student who just got administered into the program the ability before they even have their first session within the first counseling session to look at the assessment and also look at the treatment plan. Now, typically, a treatment plan in a clinical setting is void of any spiritual uh, implementation or anything Christ-centered or, you know— you know what I'm talking about. It's all medicine. It's all science. It's all, you know, practical methodologies of, of clinical um, practice. And so here the, the coach gets to see not only the assessment, but he gets to see the treatment plan, which outlines the things that include what we've been doing all along and also these additional things that the doctor or the clinician can be involved in in additional sessions and therapy that whatever that might might include including uh, looking at their medications that they're currently on, which is a big thing because, you know, when you get guys coming out of detox, and you and I have had this both experience, and going into rehab, you know, you, you, you get prescribed all these medicines, you know, based on, you know, what you're feeling at the moment, you're depressed, you've got anxiety, you know, which, which duh, you know. I'm I'm withdrawing from from drugs, you know, and alcohol or whatever it is, and it's like, of course I'm depressed, of course I have anxiety, of course I have fears, and you know I'm uncomfortable and all these things. And people are getting prescribed these medicines, and whether they came through detox or, or they just came in on their own, they, there's an opportunity for the doctor and the clinician to go. Let's look at what you're taking right now, yeah, and let's see if it's necessary, or is there a better solution for us to move forward in in this way. Um, so we're we're able to do that, and just quickly moving forward with the treatment plan, it outlines all the things that we already do in our program, which includes them, and the fruit, yeah. Adam, that we're seeing from this. And what I mean by fruit, it's a Christian term, but it's the evidence of of this practice has already shown us tenfold. Uh, the the men in the program can't talk enough about what they're getting out of it and the. Um, the awareness of what's happening with their bodies and with their uh, spirit and, and, and the hope that it brings that they're among people who know what they're doing, who can help them and, and their, their confidence in that, that, man, I am going to be healed. I am going to get better. I, I will be able to leave this behind me. And um, man, that's just been an amazing thing to watch. Yeah. And, and so about, so the clinician and man, I, I agree. Like the testimonies of our guys, and again, we only have three months of this, mm-hmm. but the testimonies early on, uh, and guys have no reason to like puff anything up. But I've heard numerous. I've heard here's for one example. One guy, he's a veteran, um, combat veteran, and has been seeing a counselor for a year. And he came to me, like he was walking or jogging or something, and I was getting in my car, and he made it a point to V-line to me and say, hey, I just want to tell you about Brianna, your counselor. I've been meeting with someone for a year, and in one session with her, she was able to pull things out 
of me and my past that I've never seen. Another example of the guy with tears in his eyes professing to the whole class one time during one of my classes, just saying, hey, anybody have any praise reports? He talked about a meeting that just or some sessions that he had with Brianna that was able to un- unveil insecurities that he had, and he felt free. Man, this is such a blessing that God's called us to. And it's almost like, and I think you'd agree, yeah. and I think it's like, okay, I get it, God. Yeah, I see why you're doing this Well, now. the beauty in that is that when they're meeting with Brianna and she's un- unveiling these things, uh, her answer is the same answer we give. Yeah. You know you can find freedom from that in Christ. <laughs> yeah. And so here's what we're going to do. And, and man, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it is a rarity. Like you said, I, there are plenty of programs out there who have a Christian track or a faith-based component but it's not who they are ultimately. Right. It is is a segmented, siloed thing that you can choose from one day to the next which one you want to go and do. But we're one hundred percent our own uh, proprietary methodology uh, out of out of uh, the Bible, and and everybody that's involved, from staff to clinicians, is all aligned with the, with the same non-negotiable, yeah. you know, this is what we're about. Yeah, and so our medical director that we hired is a strong believer and loves Jesus, and his name's Dr. Andrew Daigle. Uh, he's board-certified uh, physician in both family medicine and pal- pal- palliative care, and he's board-eligible in addiction medicine, and he's participating in medicine for 30 years. And just a little more info on Brianna, she's a licensed professional counselor, uh, and she can. She's a dual diagnosis with mental health addictions. She can diagnose. She's a mental health service mm-hmm. provider. If you guys want to know, just read a little bit more about them. Their bios are on our website, mm-hmm. and there's also a video on our website introducing them. I believe, or we launched it on Facebook that just tells them tells a little bit about their heart. But Bruce, final thoughts. Final thoughts on this process of licensure. Yes, sir. I'm. I'm I want to make this point because yeah. this this podcast is called Life After Addiction. And what I want to make sure is that our alumni who's listening or anybody who hasn't come through our program and is still trying to figure out life and and how to recover. And, uh, but life after addiction, you know, doesn't mean that all of a sudden we don't have to participate in anything and that, you know, uh, life is just reset and we can go on our own way. No, for every Christian, God says, make sure that you're applying these things in your life uh, and gives us warnings if we don't. But I, I just want to be able to say, look, and, and this is from my own testimony too. I'm a combat veteran and, and I see a, a counselor, a therapist yeah. uh, who helps me deal with uh, some things that I struggle with. Uh, but I haven't used or, or drank, I haven't drank or used drugs in seven years. Yeah. And but I still need these things, and they're helpful. Yeah. And I want to encourage others that are out there, look, don't be afraid of, of going to find people who can help you, but be diligent and discerning about who it is that is speaking to you. That's right. And you know what we've learned, it, it is possible, and through prayer, God will provide. Uh, if you have the right intent and you go out and you ask the right questions, that God will, will find someone for you who can help you in this way from a counseling, clinical perspective, and even in, into medicine. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are on the wrong medicine, and, and they've never been truly evaluated by somebody who can say, hey, I, I think this is not what's best for you. And, 
man, get aligned with with someone who has the Christian values that that we know are aligned with God and and our, and God created science. He created medicine. You know, get the help if you need it. We're seeing the effects of it, and it, it does work. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, guys, as we're closing, um, be in prayer for us. We know from experience, but also just from biblical teaching, if you have non-negotiable values for Christ, if you're marching and helping people in the ditches and the trenches like I was, like Bruce was, and if you are just being a kingdom warrior for our Lord and Savior, there's going to be much opposition. Be in prayer for that. Uh, but also, if you want to be involved and partner with uh, an organization that refuses to give in, refuses to say that there's not freedom in Christ, refuses to say anything but freedom in Christ, and you want to be a part of an organization that's really blazing the trail or pioneering a new path for this epidemic in our country, partner with us. Go to our website. Shoot us a message. Uh, you could partner financially with us. But guys, that's all the time we have. Awesome episode, Life After Addiction. Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com. 